Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. How to dream, cowboys. Welcome, everyone, to the HBO Boys podcast. On this podcast, we recap and review HBO shows and HBO Max original content. We are kicking off our recap and review episode by episode, scene by scene, of the hit HBO series Barry in preparation for its upcoming third season. I'm James, and with me, as always, is Ryan. Hello. Yes, as we previously mentioned, we are a recap and review podcast. We now mention that because we've had people listen to the show and be like, you talk about what happens and I hate you and that. And then we're like, "Uh, well, we're sorry. And they're like, we give you one star anyway. So you're (laughs) the worst. It feels bad. (laughs) Yeah, it feels bad. It makes us feel bad, but it doesn't matter. We're getting into Barry and James... The beginning of this podcast five years ago, two names ago, in fact, when we were the Westworld podcast way back in the day, we were there because we wanted to have a podcast, you and me together. We are friends on the opposite side of the globe who keep in touch through this podcast. We enjoy goofs. We enjoy larfs. And we like to talk about television shows. But also we were clout chasing because Mm. that is that's the way of life. You ain't chasing clout. Yeah, you get that paper. Yeah, exactly. So Barry is a return to form for us. I looked up the show that gets the most people watching it on HBO. It's uh-huh. Barry. And now hmm. we're here. And we, we've we given ourselves a good amount of time. There's eight episodes per season, and there's about two months until the premiere of season three. So we should run smoothly right into it. Absolutely. If you guys are not aware... Barry is a show on HBO starring Bill Hader, the summary of which is a hitman from the Midwest moves to Los Angeles and gets caught up in the city's theater art scene. And I want to say this right up front, James, as an upfront discussion, the question that I'd like the audience, y'all, and us simultaneously to really ponder throughout this podcast is, is Barry a comedy? Question mark. Because these days, dramas have, like, funny moments, and more so these days, where it feels like the lines have been blurred between genres completely. But here's the problem. When it comes to Emmy time, this show is submitted as a comedy, and much to the dismay of many comedy showrunners, because it takes a nomination spot from quote-unquote pure comedies. But in 2019, it lost a Fleabag, which makes sense. Fleabag is a generational piece of entertainment. It lost to Marvelous Miss Maisel in 2018, which I have not seen, but the world says it's good. And I'm sure season three, when it comes out this year, will be nominated in 2021 and lose to something else. But, but, on an individual level, 
Bill Hader has won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series twice for both seasons of this show, beating out last season A Good Place, end of series Ted Danson. Assumably, if this season three had made 2020, he would have been nominated once more, but lost to Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek because they won fucking everything, and deservedly so. On the same side of that scale, Henry Winkler won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series in 2018 for this show, which... We'll get into later because, you know, he's been waiting 30, 40 years for an award. So I'm glad he got it. But anyway, this is a question for you, James, and everyone listening with us. If at the end of this season, is this a comedy? And uh, does it matter? Like, is the only person on earth who's mad about this being called a comedy Michael Schur, the guy who made The Good Place? Because he's like, wah, Ted Danson should have won, wah. Well, I wonder, it's strategically, and I'm sure nobody is thinking about this on the production side, but probably the field of competition in comedy is a little bit easier than it is in drama, right? If you're just thinking about racking up those awards. I mean, I assume so. It matters to somebody. I guess. And again, this is the most watched show on HBO. It's created by Bill Hader of SNL. Inside Out, The Skeleton Twins, numerous voice roles, including Bob's Burgers, a stint on a South Park as a writer, and Alec Berg, an EP on Silicon Valley, a producer on Seinfeld, Curb, a writer on Conan, and of course, a writer on the 2003 Michael Myers vehicle, Cat in the Hat. Yeah, what a pedigree. He also uh, does a lot of voicing for The Venture Brothers, which is a show that uh, is a, a deeply personal favorite of mine. And he was also on the Mindy Project a lot, which I liked a lot. Yeah, he's good. He's uh, not one of my favorite actors. I end up, like, getting him confused a lot with Michael Shannon, but Michael Shannon's, like, the drama version of Bill Hader, I guess. Really? Back in the SNL days, I would get him mixed up with Will Forte. By the way, Mm -hmm. MacGruber coming out again this year as a TV series, which I will say right here and right now. After we record Barry Season 1, Episode 1, we will be doing a bonus episode about our favorite TV of the upcoming year. Said bonus episode can be found on patreon.com slash HBO Boys, Boys with a Z, for one or more dollar a month. We make a bunch of hours of extra content, and you can go do that, just like with your money, and hear what we're going to talk about, because I'm going to bring up MacGruber once more on that podcast. But anyway, Barry... So I should say, I went to the show totally uh, blank. I had no idea what it was about. Other you were naked and afraid. Bill Hader was involved. Yeah. And, and this is now becoming a trend where like, I just have these mixed up assumptions of what the show is going to be about. Because I'm like, okay, well, it's a show that Ryan likes. And previously on the show, Ryan mentioned a show about a guy who's like an amateur rapper. Maybe that's this show. And uh, it wasn't. <laughs> you Did you think this was Atlanta? Starring Donald no, no. Glover? No, it couldn't have been that. It was, I think you mentioned something else. Right. If you thought it was that, you're a terrible racist. Like it's like Dave or something? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Dave on FX starring Lil Dicky. No, it is not that. This is about a hitman <laughs> played by Bill Hader. The episode begins, he's just wrapped up some hit. He shot a dude in bed. He goes back to his shitty apartment in Cleveland, and immediately I'm thinking like, wow, you know... You- you take the job of killing people for money just so you can live like a normal asshole in a shitty apartment that you could probably afford if you were like a barista. 
Yeah, like a hitman normie whose life does not look like it matches the amount he has to go through to gain his job title. He takes a drama television show slash lifetime shower where he puts his hands on the wall and thinks about his life. He plays video games and it shows on his wall that he's a combat veteran when Steven Root of Dodgeball fame playing a character named Fuchs wakes him up. He chides Barry for taking a little too long on that shooting the dude who's asleep mission. He's saying, I, you know, I, you got to stop just lying around in bed all the time. You got to get out of this funk you're in. Just do the job and get out. And good news. I've got a new job for you for a bunch of like Chechenian mobsters in L.A. They put a hit out on somebody. So I'm going to fly you out from the airport in in Canada somewhere. Yeah, he makes what? Barry drive to Ontario because it's cheaper. <laughs> and he also mentions like, okay, you got to take these kind of jobs. The more high profile ones. I don't know why I was Australian for like a second there. and But you got to do this kind of thing because we're going to hang it up one day. One day we'll be done with this life. Right, after but they not get today. their big score. So they meet with the Chechenian gangsters. And the mob boss is Glenn Flesher, who's come up on this show before. He's like the asshole bully in the movie joker and then he was also uh the terrible racist guy in watchman who who torched a jewish deli so he just is always playing some evil piece of shit in anything he's in yeah you need a bad guy a nazi white supremacist mobster just anyone full of hatred and glenn flesher can play that part he is goren the leader of the Chechenian mob, or at least this sect of it, and his deputy is named Noho Hank, and he's played by Anthony Kerrigan, who was relatively unknown prior to this show. He wasn't supposed to make it through the pilot. And spoiler alert, we don't get to see the end of the pilot, but I'm telling you now, James, he was in that car that gets shot up a bunch. He lives because... They wanted him to live very badly. He was just so good at improv. Bill Hader was like, I'm not killing him off. I'm keeping him around forever. So the mobsters put a hit out on somebody. And it's interesting that like in the last scene, Stephen Root's character was like, yeah, so, you know, we're taking out the bad guys. We're getting paid. It's a win-win. And the mobsters are like, yeah, we want you to kill uh, my wife's paramour. She's having an affair with her personal trainer. And so you kill him for us. So not like... Not a bad guy. Well, not a, not a nice guy, but not like a... Not a villain. Right. Like an L.A. version of a bad guy. He's a personal trainer who is having sexual intercourse with a person he is training. Noah Hank put a dash cam in the room and filmed it and then makes Barry plus Gorin watch the video. And Gorin's like, why Why did you stop doing this? Why Make that go away. I'd rather not watch my wife have sex with a stranger. Thank you very much. So Barry flies to L.A., he picks up his, like, shitty Volvo station wagon from the rent-a-car place. A car that is near and dear to my heart. That is the car that, like, my family had as a kid. You know, we were a family who did hits together, so it all makes a lot of sense. But the entire time Stephen Root's talking him up, he's like, this is going to be a great job. I got you a sweet-ass car, and it's like a, like a, a puke green Volvo. Same color, too, for our family. The interior, same color. Very easy to get blood out of. So he tails his mark, Ryan. That's my relation, name. Yeah. To a community center, and he's, he's you know, he's, I guess he's, at this point, 
he's staking him out to find the best place to kill him. And he goes to see what he's doing in there, and he interrupts this woman who's trying to go through her lines, and, and just seeing Barry totally throws her off, and she gets pissed off at him and, and runs inside, and he hasn't said anything. He just looked at her. <laughs> Before he goes inside, he sees that the class's teacher, Gene Kusno, played by Henry Winkler, who... Everyone knows who Henry Winkler is. He's the font. He's the guy who literally jumped the shark. And as you said, Sally Reed, played by Sarah Goldberg, gets mad at Barry for just, like, messing up her vibes. Just, like, being in front of him for too long. And then Barry walks in to see where Ryan Madison, his mark, has gone. But instead watches Sally be a part of her scene and see his dirty work on what his messed up vibes has done to this poor poor woman yeah she fucks up her scene which causes henry wiggler's character to then like dress her down and humiliate her in front of the entire audience or the entire class at least and then that brings out the emotion that he did want to see in her and this is a very like this is like a quintessential acting class moment right i've never taken an acting class but you see them parodied a lot in comedies like this where everyone's super serious and and everyone's getting upset and then trying to channel those emotions into the scene. And eventually she does nail it because she's so upset about him talking shit about her in front of everyone. And then she thanks him for it. Yeah. She's like, thank you for humiliating me in front of everyone. The scene came out really good. She says she loves him. And when he turned around after mocking her completely and she was like, that's not fair, Gene. And he's like, yes, use that energy, bitch. Then his mark, Ryan, comes up to him and he says, hey, my scene partner's not here. I guess you're new here. This is a good chance for you. Why don't you run the scene with me and, and it'll give you a chance to shine in front of, the, in front of our instructor. And Barry is so passive in everything. He's just like, okay, sure. Right. He is just kind of floating through life. He doesn't understand much of which is going on. And then we cut to the stage and Ryan Madison is for his scene playing the part that Gary Oldman played in True Romance and Barry is playing the part that Christian Slater did. Now, I watched this scene from this movie because of Barry. Like, I went to go look at what it was compared to what Ryan Madison, the terrible actor, did with it. And True Romance, a Quentin Tarantino written movie where he didn't get to direct it because it was early in his career. It was after Reservoir Dogs, but Tony Scott, Ridley Scott brother, directed True Romance. Gary Oldman is in it, and I, I learned a few things by watching the scene from True Romance. One, Gary Oldman is the shit. He's so goddamn good. Two, I should probably watch True Romance. And three, Ryan Madison, nor anyone can live up to Gary Oldman, but holy fuck, he is not it. He's bad. Yeah, he he's hamming it up like crazy, and he's like affecting an AAVE kind of vibe, and uh, Barry just reads his lines totally woodenly. So it's like someone who's acting a lot versus someone who's doing nothing. So it's like, you know, Chris R. and Denny in the room, basically. But everyone loves Ryan's performance and he and he gets a big applause and so he's very happy with Barry. He's like, look, we did it and, you know, uh, I was the star of the scene because you did nothing. Barry looks out into the audience. He smiles as he gets attention for anything else in his life other than murder for a very long time. The applause is like a drug he needs very much more of 
and he walks out almost definitely forgetting, oh, right, I'm supposed to be murdering this person. Right, because he got the acting bug now. Yeah. Oh, you know that acting bug always replacing the murder one. I've talked uh, earlier on a, on, a, on a Patreon bonus episode about uh, how I, in college, did a single piece of legitimate theater like non-musical theater and i really enjoyed it but i was not as into it as everyone else like i was more into getting high and seeing the girl i was with at the time and so sure. I, I neglected sure. my duties uh in the theater troupe and everyone hated me for it but it was a lot of fun aside from that and i've always thought i would what i liked you know to get back into just like community theater or whatever and and i you know i live in seoul south korea and i i do know that there is like a english community theater troupe in seoul and i was like all right so when my kids are grown and I have more free time. I'm gonna audition for that and and probably get the role of like the the the, the voiceless bartender. <laughs> oh my god! I hope I can travel, James, once that occurs, so that I can go to Asia and watch my friend say nothing behind a bar. <laughs> they invite him out to the local dive where all the wannabe actors drink, and they're all very nice to him, especially Sally who he takes a shine to. He's obviously, like, very attracted to her. And and they are very nice to him, but to me, this is like, okay, well, you guys are all aspiring actors in L.A., so this is all phony. You all probably secretly hate each other and are jealous anytime any of you gets a shitty role as a corpse on NCIS. At one point, my favorite line of the episode was said by Sally, where she says, I mean, do you think Meryl Streep or Kaylee Cuoco just became stars because they were the best? Like, no. I, I love anyone putting those two people in the same sentence. Sally <laughs> waxing poetic about being an actor for what I assume is the needed constant self-validation that this lifestyle requires. And then she's like, I think we dance now. Dance. They ask Barry to drive Ryan home because he has a history of DUI. Oh, perfect. He, he takes him back. And Ryan tells him, like, hey, you need a stage name because Barry Berkman doesn't sound cool. You should be Barry Block because I look at you, I think of a block. And Barry, he's like, oh, thank you. That's so nice. I will be Barry Block and not (laughs) thinking, like, oh, this this guy's talking shit to me, to my face. (laughs) Yeah, that's my name now. But he also knows Ryan Madison's real name as he tells him that Ryan Madison is the stage name. And he drives him home so he knows his address, too. So it's kind of all just working out from a hitman perspective. But I think he also wants to go to the next Gene Cousineau class on Thursday. What a dilemma. This entire show will probably be based on. And as Ryan gets out of the car, he hugs Barry. And this is bad because the Chechnians are here, too. And they see him hug him, and then they think because of that that Barry is like bungling the job. Yeah, Noho Hank, I believe his exact face is like, hey, does he just hug him? What the fuck? So the next morning he gets a visit from is his name pronounced Fuchs or Fucks? Because I've heard this name pronounced Fucks as well, but probably Fuchs. I really don't want to tell you because I if you called him Fucks the whole time, that would really just <laughs> make my week. It's Fuchs, sadly. Okay. So Steven Root's character, his like handler, Fuchs shows up and he's like, Barry, the Chechenians saw you hugging your mark. You're not supposed to hug them. You're supposed to kill them. Uh, please get your head in the game or we're going to lose this contract and probably end up at the bottom of a river somewhere. Yeah, he says something that I think Barry knew, which was, hey, listen, acting and being a hitman is not going to mix 
you chose being a hitman, that closes a lot of avenues in your life that even if you want them, they're just not possible. How about you paint like Hitler or Gacy? That's what you are. You're evil, so you should paint by yourself in your house. And, you know, he's like, what are you going to do? You're going to be in a chicken commercial and the guy is going to be like, oh, my God, I saw you last week trying to kill somebody. And Barry's like, well, I don't think I'll do commercials. <laughs> but I do really love this scene because one of them is a trained killer. And one of them is good at talking. And the killer is still the beta who, like, needs to be gaslit and tricked. It reminds me of Space Jam, like, at the end where the monsters, the giant monsters, are like, wait. Why are we the ones who are being told what to do? The guy who's telling us what to do is so small. But Barry, again, like, I want, has he always been this way? Did something happen to him? Because we find out later that he's a veteran. Because, like, he's so passive. And he he's persistent in the fact that he wants to be an actor now. But, like, Stephen Root talks him out of it, like, pretty easily. Barry does end up going back to the acting class, but... He, he doesn't go inside. He's like, he's staking it out waiting for Ryan. And Ryan never comes out. And then eventually, Henry Winkler's character, the acting coach, Costanu, Gene Costanu, maybe? Do you say his name? Gene We're bad Kusno. at names on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he comes out and, and he's like, Why didn't you come to class? And, and Barry's like, Well, I'm nervous. Do you think I'm good enough to be in your class? No, you're not. You read your lines terribly. It was the worst acting I ever saw. And then. Barry then kind of emotionally launches into his own desires. He's like, yeah, I was a veteran and I kind of lost my emotions and, and I, I, I became very despondent. And then my dad's friend got me into this job of murdering people for money. And at first I enjoyed it. And, and now I'm right back where I was when I got back from the war. But I'm thinking, you know, if I can just recapture some of the, the positivity that I enjoyed when I was on stage, maybe I can get some semblance of my life back. And he says this to him, you know, uh, in, in a very truthful way, which the acting coach misinterprets this as a performance. And he's like, oh, that was good. Where's that from? That was an improv? Well, the story's nonsense, but the acting was spot on. Anyway, if you pay me for my class before you even get there, you can come and Barry's like, I'm Barry Block. And Gene Cousineau says, well, I look forward to this journey. Watch your toes as Gene Cousineau slash the Fonz drives away. And it's this moment of like, okay, one, Bill Hader can actually act. He did a very good job acting. Two, I love that Gene Cousineau is like, oh, what movie is that from? Because <laughs> that can't be real. The, you you were just talking nonsense. And three, Barry's like, yeah, I got money. I'll I, I'll pay you ahead of time for in advance. A lot of for advance. I'm going to be in this acting class for sure. However, it was established in his conversation with Fuchs that like he's going to keep his day job, right? Because starving actors should have a day job. And so he goes to finish his contract and kill Ryan. But when he gets there, Ryan is already dead. Because uh, the Chechnyans are on the scene and they've just killed him, a silenced sniper rifle. And they go to take out Barry as well, but the gun jams. Barry says, like, hey, don't point the gun at me. And as soon as he does, Barry shoots them all uh, and then walks off. And he's like, shit, fuck, I didn't want to have to kill them. Oh, well. He was so unfazed having a sniper that was, by the way, jammed. But it gets unjammed in the moment it does and is pointed at him. 
Barry pulls the his own unsilenced pistol and shoots at three people, taking care of them rapidly. But like he had no fear in his eyes. This was the moment where like he was born for this kind of shit. He can do this. He, acting's going to be difficult, but when someone points a gun at him, he knows exactly what to do. There's nothing to be afraid of. And he walks off. He throws the keys to his car. He throws the gun pieces all the way to the side. We see as an audience that there is a camera in NoHo Hank's car that will probably come up later. He goes to a diner and Melissa Villasenor from SNL is his waitress. And she's like, I'm an actor. These are my, this is a script I have for tomorrow. And Barry, as the episode ends, says, oh, I'm an actor too. Like in solidarity. Right. I said, I said this a single line during someone else's scene in an acting class. <laughs> yeah. So this is my life now. And me and you are in this together. But I gotta say, uh, I loved this pilot. I was totally engaged the entire time. Um, and and I, I gotta say, as I get older, uh, these hour-long episodes of TV can get a little dragging on me. This was a tight 40 minutes, and not a single scene was wasted. Very, very nicely written. Very nicely paced. Very nicely edited. I had nothing bad to say about this. I loved it a lot. Yeah, no, I like this show very, very much. It's, I think, the question of like is it a comedy no not really i mean it's a dramedy i guess you could call it but there are truly funny moments in the show the pilot i would say didn't have setup moments like expositional mm-hmm. moments that were funny they had lines that were funny the meryl streep kelly cuoco line is a line for the ages but i love action movies ones with some thought put into them i love the idea of like a hitman movie with a heart hitman with heart is not new right but hater playing him just like throws you for a loop and i watched in the past most of if not all of season one I can't remember the amount that I've actually watched. I know I watched the pilot for sure, but uh, I look forward to getting to a point where like, oh, okay, I have not seen this because I really do like this show. I was gonna, in terms of like the dramedy aspect, it is it leans more towards comedy than say like Breaking Bad, which is a crime drama that is also very funny. But I would say Breaking Bad leans more towards drama. Like if we've, we've got comedy as a one and drama as a 10, like Breaking Bad is like a six and this is like a four, basically. The best part about this show is the choices Barry makes just don't go together at all. And you know from the very beginning it's going to explode on him multiple times. Like if Barry yeah. Berkman was to achieve his acting dream, it would lead to his death. Also, just in this episode, it's either join the acting class or go and kill Ryan. Not both simultaneously. <laughs> and he chose both. Like, the the setup is so clear of like, oh, well, this is all going to go to shit for sure. Apparently, during the Inside the Episode on HBO, Hater mentions that he flinched and squinted while shooting the gun during that ending scene over and over again. And he was directing the pilot. But the other showrunner, Alec Berg, behind the camera was like, you can't flinch when you pull the trigger, Bill. You're a professional hitman. Right. And a, a veteran as well. So <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> doesn't work. Miss. It doesn't work. Please go to the Keanu Reeves John Wick school of being a hitman. 
You need to learn how to do this much better. See, I'm very excited to keep going on this, and I hope the listeners will stick with us too. If you're a fan of Barry, you're going to go through it again before Season 3, or if you're jumping on Barry for the first time, watch and talk about it with us week by week. We will be here next week uh, for Barry, Season 1, Episode 2. Use it. Mm. That seems like a Gene Kusno line. Take that energy, bitch. If you liked this episode, please listen to some more. You can also support the show by following us on social media. He's at Westbrook Ryan. I'm at James Watches Men. You can also leave us a nice review on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. And if you really like us and you want to underwrite the show and get more bonus content for patrons only, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash HBO boys. You get bonus content, a patrons only discord chat where you can talk to Ryan and I and the other patrons and we'll shout out your name at the end of the show. Which is what I'm about to do right now. Sam Neary, Jamie Lochner, Anthony Wells, Hardboiled Greg, Nicole, Dave Lemon Podcast, James Watch My Dong, Cliff Wilding, Atheism Unstoppable, Chris Wood, Brinkin, Day 11 Westworld, Craig, Vakaman, John Jers, Major Woody, and Carol Andreas. Thank you for the money. One or more dollar a month? Dollars? Plural? For bonus content? This voice with these inflections? What a deal! And like we said, we have a bonus episode coming out this week where we're going to make our 2021 pop culture predictions of what shows we will like and what shows we will hate and what movies will succeed and what movies will fail. That's coming out this week as well. So you can check that out, uh, the full episode on Patreon only. I'll probably release a little taste on the main feed uh, to whet your appetite. There is no phrase that makes me sicker and like less like like i want to <laughs> eat than wet your appetite it makes me so it's oh, yeah. so the gross. word wet is is, uh, is 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 not a pleasant it doesn't hit the ear that well i'd like yeah, you to wet, dry wet. my appetite just like <laughs> bone dry like a desert 